is in progress. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to Will You Be My Friend, episode eight. I am Kylie Gail Garcia, and this is Jasmine Rose back from whatever has been happening. How are you? <laughs> I am here. I'm here. Here we are. I'm here on earth. Um, yeah, I'm glad it looks that way. Um, <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. I can't, it feels like it's been so long. It feels like it's been so long. I don't even know if I can like sit and think about how, I don't know. I feel like it probably hasn't even been that long, but in my mind, I'm like, it's been like a month. Like if I know like it's been so long because I need to break. I feel need to break and, yeah. And then we had Julio fill in last time. So we're okay. We're only, we only need to catch up two episodes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we will be okay. And we're just doing this for fun. We're enjoying ourselves. So I'm just glad to see your beautiful face again. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, I'm already excited. I'm back from dog sitting for the weekend in LA. So I call it more like a dog retreat. My (laughs) brother-in-law and sister-in-law have three dogs. And when they go on trips, if they don't have anybody like staying, they have roommates and stuff, but I guess they took like everybody from the house on their trip to Big Bear this weekend. And so they asked me a little while ago and I was like, yeah, totally. It's just so nice. Like they're just the best dogs. They totally like snuggle you on the couch and literally all they want me to do is like go there and just like make sure they have water and give them treats all day and like play with them. And it's the best. That's a dream. It's dog therapy. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) And it's in LA, like the land of all the vegan food. So I went to creation juice and I bought like probably like $70 worth of stuff and just like stuffed the fridge. Yes. And I was just, you know, the funny thing about creation is you spend $70 and you end up with like four things. Yeah. I had enough for two. It's It's so expensive, but so worth it. I yeah, love I tried creation. some things I hadn't tried before. They have this really good soup. We're not sponsored by them, by the way. We're not sponsored <laughs> by anybody. But they had this good soup. It was called Hot, I think it was called Hot LA Girl or something, or LA Hot Girl or something. And it was just like a veggie soup that has like a little bit of spice to it. It was really good. Yeah. Their, their stuff is like deceptively simple. Yeah. And you you read the the label and you're like, what? Like this, it can't be that good. There's not that much stuff in here. And then it's so good. It's we so need to good. Magic crack secret. If for real. I was obsessed with their matches for a while. I've been Delicious. buying every time I go out there to like deliver juice to them or to like go to LA for any reason, I can't like leave without their cacao avocado pudding Mm, and I literally buy like three at a time so I'm like I'm gonna have one now and then maybe like one tomorrow and one the next day or like one now (laughs) one tonight and one tomorrow (laughs) yes and I just keep buying them so I have all these little I need to bring all my jars back that's a cool thing that they do is you have to bring all the jars back and you get a dollar credit each jar I guess yeah I probably have like twenty dollars in credit in just jars (laughs) (laughs) 
There you go. So we're okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> not a commercial for creation, but we both love it apparently. So that was my weekend. Jasmine is alive and Here we're just happy yeah. to be here. Do you have a drink today? I do. I've got a couple. I'm like surrounded by things. Actually, I'm sipping, I'm kind of nursing a coffee. Um, it's pretty good. And then I've committed to only drinking coffee with my own milks, like net milks. Um, Cause I feel like I was just overdoing it on whatever is in the cartons, <laughs> which I'm almost scared to look. <laughs> so I, I made a really good, what was it? It was cashew and pumpkin seeds. It came out really good. And then I've got an element water next to me as well. And another water. So I'll be grabbing from all, all these different jars today. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just the hydration station. I have candles lit too. So I'm like just an altar to, to the drinks. Good <laughs> I have candles lit too in there. They're really, I got this really good big giant one from TJ Maxx for like $15. It's called blue Hawaii. It Ooh. smells amazing. And it's like, it's like this color, basically. Oh my gosh. It's like the prettiest glass giant jar on my coffee table, just burning it up. And I have like a vanilla-y one at the same time going. So it's kind of like pineapple vanilla scented in my house right now. I love a good vanilla (laughs) candle. Love Love vanilla. And then it makes Mm. you want to make cookies. Mm -hmm. I'm having, I believe I made this a few days ago. (laughs) I believe it's in carrot, apple, ginger. And I think I added a little lemon to it because I usually add lemon to every juice because I just like the brightness, but I put it in a fancy glass because I don't want to my drink. Yes. Hopefully I don't spill it everywhere. (laughs) I have to be very graceful (laughs) every time I pick it up and hopefully I don't like gesture with my elbow or something. (laughs) <laughs> very aware of this drink so it's been a while but we're ready to talk about episode eight of and just like that so if you don't know what this podcast is it's a youtube show slash podcast and it's called will you be my friend there's a story behind that if you want to go back to episode one about our friendship and how it started 25 plus years ago. We're here to talk about, and just like that, the new reboot of Sex and the City on HBO Max. We both are pretty big fans of Sex and the City, and we're really excited to see that they were coming back with these characters and new stories and all that. So we're here to talk about that. And today's episode is about episode eight. It's called Bewitched bothered and bewildered. Yes. So the synopsis reads, after coming clean to Che, Miranda is spurred toward making a life-altering decision. Carrie attempts to learn more about her mysterious 20-something neighbor. Charlotte's efforts to be more open with her kids about sex get derailed. I feel like um, (laughs) recapping them after having like kind of seen the newest episode also, it just coming back to this episode it's funny to think about like my first initial thoughts and then kind of think about my thoughts right now so I'll like keep it succinct and keep it to more of like my initial thoughts of like first watching it but overall I found this episode to be kind of fun I thought it was a a cute episode and I enjoyed it yeah yeah for sure I don't know what my I'm trying to remember my initial reactions oh my god okay well I did (laughs) (laughs) my initial reaction well, 
after watching the whole thing or watching enough to know this information. And this is a total spoiler for the episode, but if you're listening to this right now, like the whole thing's going to be a spoiler for the episode. So just know that two penises in one episode. (laughs) (laughs) I literally like the second scene where we see a penis, I was like, Julio is in the other room. I can't believe he didn't like notice me screaming this, but I literally was like, (laughs) if I had a drink in my hand, I would have spat it out like dramatically. I was just like, two penises? The second one was, it took me by surprise. It felt a little unnecessary, but I was like, okay, you know, let's normalize frontal male nudity. Yeah, pulling out all the penises. I I don't know that I needed to see them. It, yeah, it was. We sure did. We We sure sure did. did see two penises this episode so it's funny because you actually don't see a lot of actual sex like I remember like the sex scenes and sex in the city um they just seemed like there was more of them for some reason I don't know maybe it's because it's all kind of squashed together in my mind but I was like I haven't seen a lot of actual sex scenes in this show but sure two penises and one f let's go Let's let's roll with that. Yeah. Maybe they feel that. Well, I think because Carrie's not like in that mode quite yet. And I don't know if she's going to get there. It's kind of iffy. I think, you know, we're missing her sex scenes entirely. And Miranda hasn't been having sex with Steve. So they didn't, you know, they had that one awkward kind of, is that this episode? Yeah. That was the one before. before. And then that's right. Because Julio and I talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. So they had that, the awkward, like try, but then, then we have Che and Miranda's scenes and we don't get a lot of Che and Miranda. Honestly, I was Charlotte either. We have no sex scenes with Charlotte and Harry, right? No, just an almost blow job. (laughs) Just a peek of the penis. A peak of the penis. Penis peak. So (laughs) just a penis. Okay. Oh my word. I I am kind of hoping that this is just kind of like a phase. And I do miss like, I mean, with Samantha being gone too. Samantha was a source of amazing comedic sex scenes. Bless. So yeah. R.I.P. Samantha on Sex and the City. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that stuck out to me in this particular episode that made it kind of fun was just the general like comedy of this episode. And it didn't open with a penis, but it did open with Miranda at that rally thing, which initially, like I even said out loud, I was like, okay, hold on. Is Che a comedian or a motivational speaker? What is happening? <laughs> so I was a little confused and I was, and I just, yeah, I was like, okay, okay, here we are with Che. But I loved Miranda like ducking around and doing that whole like trying to get out of the crowd as Che is literally being like, don't hide. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I just thought it was so funny. And she did so. such a good job like ducking and hiding. <laughs> And being so dramatic. Cause I was like, honestly, what is the big deal? If your son sees you there, you could just be like, oh, hey, we're both here. Yeah. You know, or this is, I don't know. <laughs> but, 
I mean, yeah, that's, that's a thing to explore too. So that, I mean, that is the first scene is yeah. this kind of, um, rally that Che seems to be the ringleader of, or speaking, riling people something, up, doing speak out, yeah. something glad for them, glad for them, <laughs> that they are, you know, in the community and doing good things. Definitely thought the irony was very clear you know, yes. don't hide. And Miranda's sneaking out. By the way, Miranda looks adorable in this outfit. Yes. So cute. So perfect. She looks like so in love with Miranda in this whole just scene. Young and cute. And like her like body. She's having a good time. Her hair, everything. So cute. Yeah. And, you know, and then we have the moment that she sees Brady and she's like immediately kind of sneaking away. And then Che catches up with her and they have this whole conversation which is yeah. very clarifying and very satisfying to like open this the episode with for me because I, yeah. like, I had so many questions and I feel like it answered a lot of them for me it was kind of funny because I thought I I feel like I don't want people to think that I like am just hating on the show because I actually really love the show and I'm finding it very enjoyable to watch but I just don't know if I can get on board with Che in general. I feel like Che is kind of a fuckboy and like is kind of has like a fuckboy energy. <laughs> and I just couldn't, I felt a little bit confused, like with the fact that Che seemed so kind of invested in this relationship. I don't know. I had, I, I actually felt like I had more questions by the end. Cause I was like, wait a minute why didn't they have this conversation earlier? And like, if Che is so open about everything, why didn't they ask? And like, so I felt a little confused. I felt a why little confused. Why weren't those boundaries clarified? Right. That's what I was kind That's of like. That's a good question. I was like, you sort of started this. I mean, Miranda didn't seem like someone who was like sexually like she seemed like a, a someone who was in an unhappy marriage she didn't seem like someone who was like a free like open marriage kind of person when they met so I was just very much um yeah I was like really Che really <laughs> I think the idea that Che this is a good point you're making because I was so, so first initial thoughts were thank god we're getting some answers here hey great now there's some sort of redemption for Che and like, Hey, now we understand where their mind is and okay. Maybe I think I really wanted to like, I kind of liked Che calling Miranda out for this. Yeah. I did too know? a bit. Yeah. But I also felt like I wanted to be on their side and I want to believe that they're a better person than what their actions have shown. Yeah, I think that's you know? where my confusion came in was just like this whiplash of like back and forth. Like, wait a minute, who is this person? I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't decide am I on their side or not? Um, I did, I did like them kind of having this moment though of like kind of showing us like, I don't want to be a homewrecker does seem a little out of character if if they're so clear about who they want to be in the world and how they want their sex life to be and you know all this stuff it yeah. seems like if you take such care in establishing what your identity is and 
how you want to present in the world, how you want to be referred to, how, like all this, you know, and I'm not just, not just because they're non-binary, but also like anybody who's like this, like has this kind of character trait of, to me, it feels like that person would have like a good hold on boundaries and kind of like, here's the parameters of what we're doing, or this communication would be really paramount to this person. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, if this has gone beyond just sleeping with someone, why have you not had this conversation? (laughs) And if, and I would assume if you haven't had this conversation, then you're just sleeping with them because they've already sort of established that they apparently like to sleep with everyone. So that's kind of where I was with this scene a little bit. I was kind of like a little confused, but also kind of like, okay, a little happy for Miranda to see that she's been kind of getting it in and like enjoying the last few weeks of her life. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah that's you know yeah I mean I love having these conversations with you about this because it's it's interesting because I feel like we do have different takes on certain scenes sometimes but then when you tell me like hey but I thought this I'm like I didn't initially think that but that makes perfect sense you know like it just expands my whole experience of the show and I feel like I'm enjoying it more with us having these discussions because <laughs> otherwise I just kind of make my own judgment and then move on, you know, like, this yeah. is what I think this is. And now just I feel kind like of breaking it down the world. Yeah. Breaking it down. And I thought it was nice too, that right from the get-go in the beginning of the episode, they're sort of setting us up to Miranda having this conversation with Steve, because it was like, of course we know something's going to happen at some point. And I've been so curious, like, how is she going to handle her marriage and what's next for her and Steve? And like, where's that going? So this was kind of like, it did answer a lot of questions. It's like, Oh, okay. So she hasn't talked to Steve yet. Um, All of this has been going on and okay. We're probably going to get some sort of a resolution in this episode. Interesting too. Like how long would it have taken her if Che hadn't found out about this information and yeah and apparently Che was just okay with sleeping with someone in an open marriage yeah maybe this whole thing is just kind of taking shape as we go (laughs) also too I just I just had a thought that I just suddenly it's like if two consenting adults have an open marriage I just suddenly realized that Che was like curious that her son didn't know about them but like I don't know if I had an open marriage with my husband, if I would like tell my kids about it, to be honest. Yeah. You, I don't know, maybe he's old enough that you would want to tell your children in case they saw you out on a date or something. But that just occurred to me, like, what, he doesn't know about me? And it'd be like, well, no, (laughs) I don't talk to my children about my sex life. Yeah. So that, that's also, anyway, that's kind of neither here nor there, but that's a whole, okay. Yeah. (laughs) That's a whole thing too. I kind of want to skip ahead to that, (laughs) to the, to the Charlotte and Harry moment. Yeah. Well, it's worthy of skipping ahead to that. It was a funny scene. Again, I thought this whole episode just had a lot of funny, enjoyable scenes. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of talking to your kids about sex. Indeed. We have this scene with Charlotte and Harry, and apparently this episode was sponsored by Aura Ring. Uh, <laughs> she's like, your Aura Ring, just place it on your finger. It's all the work. So they have this cute little like moment, and she says, she says, if you die on me, I'll kill you, which I loved. Yeah. So Charlotte's trying to get him to wear the ring. 
he is joking with her, get down on one knee type thing. And so she's down on one knee, giving him the ring and he's being kind of silly about it. And he's like, Hey, like want to seal the deal. And she literally like unzips his pants and the pee pee comes out. (laughs) And right at this moment, her daughter's coming into the bathroom and is it, it's Lily. Yeah. Bathroom. And so she gets smacked in the face by the door because <laughs> Charlotte's like, ah! and she freaks out. And we yeah. we see this like schlong, <laughs> which is definitely oh. a prop. This kid not uh, yeah. so surprised. I heard I that know, it was like, a fake. Yeah. I mean, I know like, I was going to say, I know a real penis when I see one. <laughs> I, I know, know what it is when I see one. No, it reminded me of um, I don't know if you've ever watched like I think it was in the commentary or something. I mean, that's how crazy I am. But I that episode, I believe it's called One. It's the episode where um Samantha dyes her pubic hair. Okay. I love that one. Like a red color yeah and those and, are the bush um, <laughs> she says something I forget what it's called but there's like an actual name for specific like body part props and huh. she says like that they have to create this like fake vagina and put it on her oh my and god so I'm assuming that that's what this is is like some kind of in that realm of props fake penis that somebody had to make and like yeah attached to him somehow <laughs> and so like as soon as I saw I was like there's no way that's really his penis like it's gotta be you know because I, I'm sure there's gotta be some sort of like boundary for an actor right I mean no I did I hear just circulating on the internet that um I did hear that this particular one was a fake and yeah. it was a prop so I don't know what kind of prop, but I did hear that circulating around on the internet because people were excited and up in a tizzy about this particular episode and this particular scene. And yeah, yeah, poor Lily getting, well, poor. I don't know if it would be better for her to see something or to get hit in the face with the door, but it was pretty hilarious. I love how Charlotte completely freaks out and just like yells and slams and it's like so much and it just cracked me up. I loved all of it. Yeah, it was funny. It definitely, I just can't get the vision of that fake penis out of my head. (laughs) It was just like, bing, and I was like, whoa, like, I mean, I don't know. Where is the line between porn and just entertainment television? Like, I don't think that that we weren't seeing something happen, but like, maybe I'm just thinking about like why they have to make a fake penis. I'm like, maybe it's because like, maybe he doesn't want to show his PP or like, if it's in this situation where the penis is kind of a half chub, <laughs> you know, and like, so it's different. Cause I think the other guy's penis was his penis. Yeah. No, the other guys was, I heard, I heard that. You know, and well. then they did Richard before Yeah. when yeah. I think, um, on the rooftop scene in the series, mm-hmm. you see kind of like a far away of his full frontal moment. I mean, the penises it's raining penises. Just, that's all I have to say about all of this is penis, penis, penis. <laughs> no, apparently I'm being really mature right now. Anyways, so this leads to this whole kind of story that Charlotte brings up 
that she says, oh, this made me laugh so hard. I was just checking it for cancer. Which is so what? Like, how do you check like, a cancer? Oh, cancer? my God. And way to, like, scare your child. You're like, wait, what? Oh, cancer? That's better. Like, what's up? Yeah, like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. better than, like, if your poor child sees you, like, in a sexual situation with, I don't know, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know because I've never had kids. <laughs> don't well, it made it. me laugh because it was like the fact that she even came up with a story at all versus just like everyone pretending like nothing happened, which is pretty much like what anybody in my family would have done. We've just been like, whistle, whistle, look out the window. <laughs> like, let's all pretend like nobody just saw that. So it made me laugh that she even had a story at all. Like, let me explain. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, maybe it's a shame thing around that too. Like, like, is it that much, is it so shameful to be like giving your husband a blowjob that like, you'd rather be checking his penis for cancer? <laughs> I mean, that is, it is, it's really alarming and traumatic. I think on both sides, like the embarrassment level. Yeah. You don't want anybody to walk in on you giving anybody a blowjob, and especially not your child. I mean, it's a good point. It's a valid point. Yeah. You so, want privacy when giving blowjobs. Absolute privacy. <laughs> it would it would be incredibly embarrassing. And yeah, just very, very hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could go into this. I <laughs> my mind is going, my mind is thinking about Samantha and the Worldwide Express guy. Yeah thinking about that same episode Stanford and Marcus yep so there's yep. a whole series of walking in on blowjobs happening so this is yeah. you know this is a really soft version of that I feel like besides it the is. big penis that was the it was it was pretty funny and it's pretty clear that they're definitely giving Charlotte like that the parent issues you know like like yeah. she is a parent now and she's dealing with everything that a parent of a young teenager would be dealing with. So, so they go to the lobster place. They have this whole conversation where Miranda's like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, tell Steve that I want a divorce tonight. And they have a whole thing with that. And Charlotte says something along the lines of like, I'm not throwing shade. <laughs> And then she goes, it's something my kids say. And I just thought, oh, wow, she's like full mom mode. She's such a mom. This whole scene where Miranda is, when they're at that dinner and Miranda tells everybody that she's going to tell, I continue in this show to be a little, just kind of like startled by how little supported, I said that really stupidly, but like how little Carrie specifically is supporting Miranda in everything that's going on in her life right now. I just, I would have definitely thought for a larger response, you know, like Carrie kind of turned it back on herself a little bit. Like, oh, I guess we're not going to talk about my thing. You know, like it just was kind of like, oh man, like, <laughs> like that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. There's clearly a lot going on in Miranda's life. And I did think it was funny though, when they were kind of all so surprised that Charlotte still gives Harry blowjobs, that whole banter back and forth was hilarious to me, but I would have loved to see some more support from Miranda. Yeah. There was a lot of joking. I just, that's such a good point. 
I feel like I'm so used to Carrie kind of saying and doing things like that, that I'm like, oh, this is just their dynamic. And I sort of like, like it kind of goes over my head, but it's true. Like your friend just said, like, I'm going to ask for a divorce. That's like a huge deal. They've been married a huge for like, transition what, years, 15 years. Yeah. Like this is a massive life change. And I was Miranda and my friend's like, well, I guess we're not talking about my new neighbor. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Why are we friends? Yeah. It's like, it's truly a friend right now. Truly. It's like, I just continue to think in my mind anyway, that Miranda like goes so above and beyond for Carrie in their friendship. And I love their friendship together. And Carrie doesn't like, she just doesn't. And I was complaining about this to Will. He was making dinner and I was watching the show and I was just like, man, like I just wish Carrie would support Miranda. And he was so funny because he, he claims to not watch the show at all. And yet he can quote the show. He knows every episode. He knows every boyfriend, the whole thing. And when I was telling him this, he's like, well, what do you expect? Carrie's always been so self-centered. And I was like, ah. I don't want to think of Carrie that way, but I think you're so right. Like she really is. She just tends to be a little bit more self-centered than Miranda. And I just felt like Miranda was not getting the support that I wanted her to have. I mean, (laughs) all I can think about right now is how much I relate to Carrie. And I'm looking back on like the archives of my life. And I'm like, I feel like there's been so many times that I've been this person, like specifically when you found out you were pregnant. (laughs) And I was like, I think I did. Like, I think I did have a moment where I was like, what are you going to do? Like, what, what is the plan? But then like very quickly I moved on and was like, my boss is driving me nuts. (laughs) like meantime in the meantime your life is fully like changing like entirely (laughs) unplanned like just this whole thing is happening and I'm like uh, are you keeping it cool my boss is driving me nuts so let's talk about that (laughs) like 20 year old Kyle but Carrie doesn't have the excuse of being 20 years old. And Sharla didn't really say anything to her. I don't know. I just, I think that I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I am so on Miranda's side. I think I'm just always on the side of anyone who is willing to go out on a limb and try to make their life better and happier. I'm here for it. Like to me, it's so, it's brave. It's, I, I'm in full support always. And not only was Carrie not supportive and nobody in the show, in my opinion, seemed supportive to her. Then I, online, I couldn't help but just kind of be bombarded with like the whole internet did not seem, so maybe I was on the wrong side of the internet. I don't know, but like nobody was supportive of Miranda. And I was so, I was so surprised. I was like, am I the only one who feels this way? I am rooting for Miranda's happiness whatever that looks like. And I just, I don't know. I, I stand by it. I stand by it. I just want Miranda to be happy. And I just thought this dinner scene highlighted that how unsupported she is. Yeah. And even Charlotte is kind of like, yeah, everyone's just staying out of it. There's not a lot of discussion or digging into it. It's just kind of like, okay, this is happening. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, it's it's really hard for me not to be on Miranda's side because I love her. And the more I watch the show, the more I'm like, I think she's actually my favorite character, you know, or maybe in and just like that, she's my favorite character. Yeah, I think I can. I think that, you know, she's relatable. I think that, you know, everybody knows some of these like difficult places that you can get in and these feelings and like the stuckness and the like boredom and whatever is kind of like leading her to this place I think that a lot of the criticism that is out there may I would like to think maybe has to do with the way she's gone about this you know like there's kind of this idea in the world that there's a correct way to do it but I mean depending on who you talk to I guess because some people you know in religious circles you don't leave your husband right? Like that's not correct. So like the whole thing's incorrect to those people, but then there's people that are like, Hey, we get it, but like do everything in order, right? Like leave the husband, then start the relationship with this person. Yeah. You know? And I think in last episode of our podcast, that was kind of Julio's stance was like, Hey, I get it. Like their marriage is over and, and I feel bad for Steve because he's been trying for years. It seems like, but it's over, but at the same time, like she could have gone about this in a way that was more respectful to him. Yeah. So I I do kind of get that. I also think that it would be a boring show if she did that. And that that's not what normal people do. Like people are people, people are flawed and messy. And like, sometimes you don't realize what you're even looking for or what you're seeking until it's like in your face all of a sudden and you're having sex with it. (laughs) And I don't think that, I think Miranda knew that she was attracted to Che, but I don't know if she understood like all that she was seeking until they had that interaction. I continue to think that, and I don't even know if Miranda in the show sees this herself but I I don't think it's about Che still I I don't think it's ever been about Che I think Miranda said what she said and she meant it she was unhappy she's been unhappy and Che's just sort of there like waking her up to other ways that her life could be and I just I don't know I see it that way and I think that yeah she's kind of having a good time with Che she's apparently gotten a lot of feelings for Che but like I don't think it's ever been about Che I think that this was going to happen whether Che came into the picture or not eventually I think that she was super complacent and just kind of asleep to her life and I think that that's why her whole alcoholism kind of storyline sort of petered out because it was never about being an alcoholic it was about her numbing her complacency and her sadness and her unhappiness yeah. And she I just have an alcohol problem. She, she had a life problem. Exactly. And I just, to me, that's so major. And I'm so sad that like no one in her life is like, like she's got these two that we ever see. We don't see Miranda with like a lot of other friendships. She's got these two really close, good friends. And like, I don't, they're just barely supporting her. And I'm yeah. just like, Oh, Miranda needs more. Miranda needs more. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's like people don't just drawing from my own like experience in life. People don't like after a certain point when you're trying to change, 
Yeah. People are like very threatened by that or bothered by that or, you know, like I, I yeah. feel like there's a point and maybe they're not even aware of it, that that's what they're doing, but it makes people so deeply uncomfortable when they think they get it and they think that they have you kind of like in your category. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, but no, I want to make this radical change. And it just shakes everybody's like belief systems and everybody's kind of idea of the world. Yeah. You know, and it's so, it's so true. And I wonder if that's why oh, the wow. internet is like, even against this too. I know so many people were just like feeling so bad for Steve and blah, blah, blah. And like, I get it. Steve's a nice guy, but like, I don't know. I think if, if any of us love anybody and if Steve loves Miranda, he would want her to be happy, you know? And like, he is clearly happy with the way his life is. And if he knows that his love, that his, his person is deeply unhappy, why would he want to tether her down to the couch and to ice cream night and like make her be something that she's not? Why would he tether her down ice cream? Why would he want to do that? I just, I don't know. I know I'm a little bit of an outlier and like different in that way, in the way that I think about relationships, but I was sad to see the internet just tear her apart in, in my opinion, in the things that I saw. And not that I saw a lot and I don't read a lot of stuff about this or anything, but I saw a few things, mostly on the TikTok. <laughs> and I just was, I was a little bummed. I was like, wow, I feel like such a minority here in how I'm thinking about this. Yeah. I, I mean, it's the crabs in a bucket, you know, it is. maybe people Ugh. are, you know, it's like, yeah, people are not wanting Miranda to go to a different level or go you know, it's the same thing, yeah. but like, I don't know. Why do people do that? <laughs> it's like, really we, always take the, we take the man's side, don't we? Like we just yeah. always, we take the man's side, like that poor guy. Now he's he got to start over. Everything. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's not decrepit. Like he's not dying. He, like he, he can still live his life. He can still be perfectly happy. And I don't know. I could, I could honestly rant about this the whole time. Uh, this, this overshadowed like my feelings about Miranda, this scene with Miranda kind of, in my opinion, not being supported by her friends, all this overshadowed everything for me. And then her conversation with Steve to the point where I almost forgot that a large part of this particular episode was Charlotte and Lily and Charlotte trying to like have these conversations with Lily about sex. Like I, I was so, um, just wanting to know what was happening with Miranda and her relationship that I was like it would take my attention away and be like oh yeah oh yeah Charlotte and Lily and and, and but, but Miranda yeah. so I don't know I didn't have a whole lot of feelings around Charlotte in this episode only because I was so emotionally invested in Miranda in this episode yeah I just thought it was funny I, I thought that the Charlotte Thing was funny the whole like cancer thing and then and then when they sit down later and she's like do you have any questions you know they first they have the dinner and it doesn't go well because of the instagram picture, yeah. which is kind of silly and funny but i could i could sort of get that i've had i don't have my own kids again but i've had kids that i knew from like church when we lived in boston i knew them when they were like 12 and 13 well then they started to grow into like you know, senior age. And after we moved this one, I'm thinking of went to college and she's so beautiful. She's always been beautiful, but she really like blossomed 
And now like on her Instagram, she's like a sexy Instagram girl. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you just look at her and you're like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Like she looks like a model and every picture, she just has this pout and this face. And, and you know that like all these little boys are just drooling over her. And I, I did have like a moment when I first realized she kind of like transitioned from like being a child to a woman that I was like, oh my God, like. I can't see this person like this because she's just a child, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But, and she's, you know, she's not my child, but I had my own perception. And again, I guess it goes back to the theme of the episode and it it was, you know, the perception that you have of a person. And then when they break out of that, it's like uncomfortable, you know? And especially if it's your own child, I'm sure it's like amplified, you know, but you're just a baby. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely. It seems like a lot of this is kind of sneaking up on Charlotte. And I thought it was kind of funny that she brought her out to eat and to like have this conversation. So I was like, isn't this kind of like an at home in the privacy of your home conversation? Like, by the way, this is a blowjob. Oh <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, it was super funny to me. I was like, I, it was a little bit unclear if this was the first time they were having this sex conversation or, or what, or if she just wanted to clarify or what, but I was like, why are we doing this in public? <laughs> That's so true. Like, and it was funny when, as soon as that scene came up, Julio was watching it with me and he was just like, well, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> the first how could it? He's like, this isn't going to go well. And how I wonder if he it? was thinking like, we're about to have a blowjob conversation over like a public meal, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's so true. That's definitely, I mean, yeah. What were they going to do? Like over and whisper? Yeah, exactly. Oh, jobs. (laughs) 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 Oh, there she is. Oh my God. That's so funny. So I guess, you know, at the end, there's kind of this resolution where, they have the conversation about like that Instagram really only has a few followers. That boy, you know, that said something to Lily is like a brother of her friend or something. Like it's not yeah. a five-year-old man or whatever. It, it all ends up being very about. innocent. Yeah. You know, so it's really not that big of a deal. And Charlotte, of course, blew it up and <laughs> she blew it up. Uh, <laughs> I just realized that. And then she's it seems that Charlotte's trying to open the door to like actually have the real conversation and she goes do you have any questions and sweet little Lily is like did you find any cancer of course that's her question I loved it but I think my take on the the response from Charlotte of just going with it is like oh it's not she still is my little girl it's not time, not time for this yeah. conversation yet. She did not suspect that this was a cover-up for a blowjob. She thought her mom was telling the truth. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that Charlotte made the right decision here? Well, perhaps. Yeah, I think there's no there's no need to pile more onto your children than what they're ready for. I though I for one, I'm one of those hippie parents who has been talking to my kids about sex and reproductive organs since the time they were very, very small. Uh, We've really normalized sex in this house, not in such a way that if they were to walk in on a blowjob, that would be in any way okay. But it is in the way that these conversations are happening because I want them to happen before 
anything weird goes on, you know, before changes happen in your body, before, before you have the big questions, or especially before you can learn it from your friends first. Cause as I've told my children, other 10 year olds telling you about sex is not going to be accurate information. (laughs) There was a good few months where I thought babies came out of your belly button. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, kids are smart and they're perceptive and they will learn from somewhere. And unfortunately, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, but what we know now studies have shown us that children are seeing porn very young now because they have access to it. And often for them, that is their sex education. And I did not want that to happen under my roof. So we have these conversations. So, you know, I think that in, in this particular house, we still have our awkward moments, but I definitely didn't push anything under the rug. And I, I also lock doors when intimate moments are happening and, you know, (laughs) that would be a courtesy that all should abide by this rule. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know the the idea. I mean, I knew it, but it's like, I don't want to look at it more reasons. I don't want to have kids, (laughs) but just this whole idea of like, these kids having access to porn and that being their, it's heartbreaking, their education or their understanding. Like, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of porn. I don't go out of my way to seek out porn. I'm not a porn person, (laughs) but from what I understand and what I've like the conversations I've had and, and the things I've looked into, a lot of that is so skewed and and so not you know i don't think that the major audience for porn is women maybe no. there's some but i think a lot of it is about you know pleasing the man or fulfilling some fantasy that this man has that directed this movie right yeah and a lot of those are so you know some of them are just plain depraved but some of them are really having no care for the woman's experience or even just the reality of what real pleasurable sex can and should look like, yeah. you know, yeah, we, we, we leave, we leave pleasure out of the conversation. We're too afraid to talk about it. So we don't. And then, yeah, for a child to a little boy or a little girl to see and go, Oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. It's really damaging. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I've definitely had those conversations with my oldest, my youngest, I think is a little too young for this specific conversation, but just if, if they were to happen to come across something online or a friend were to share something with them that like, these are actors <laughs> and they are acting and this is fake and this is not what sex should be. And I want them to understand that and know that from the get-go because, you know, it's out there, it's out there. It's easy to access, unfortunately. And yeah. kids get curious, you know, you know, I mean, just like way back in the day, people, sneaking a, um, a playboy out of their dad's dresser drawer or something, you know, like we, we hear these stories and that's this generation. They have the internet. Yeah. So that's the version of it. And it's even easier to sneak. To find, exactly. You know? Exactly. Because the internet is on every device. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. My and just, I know oh, I could go further. I feel like an old person saying this. Uh, I feel like I could go just so far into like the frustration I have with the internet sometimes, like the amount of like gross accounts that show up just randomly on my Instagram, yeah. you know, like I'm not following them, but people that like 
apparently have watched my story or something. These, I don't know if they're bots or if there's something that people have created to like lure people to porn sites, but you know, all these things with all this explicit stuff in the bio and it's always a young girl and it says like, watch my first blow job or, right. you know, like come look at my P-U-S-S-Y. Like, I hate that word, <laughs> you know, like I just, uh, like why, why it's so gross. Anyways, I feel like I could get way up on my soapbox about this one. And, and, you know, just the simple fact that like, nothing's wrong with you. If you're not turned on instantaneously by the sight of a penis and that you don't immediately want to be like banged into submission. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes we like things to be a little intense and sometimes you want it to be slow and like sensual and like beautiful, yeah. you know, sometimes you don't want to be like pounded to death. <laughs> like, right. I just feel like a lot of the stuff that I associate with porn is this very aggressive, very like not really, it doesn't seem to consider a woman's real experience. And it almost, if as a woman, it makes, if you don't know better, it makes you feel like something must be wrong with you if you're not performing this way. Exactly. And that's why it's so dangerous because we can feel like that as adults and for a young child whose mind is still like growing and developing and they have so many questions and then, yeah, that's exactly the message they would take from it. Yeah. And that's, that's really, um, faking and performing and, you know, and yep, not actually enjoying that part of life. And it's, I'm just, that just makes me angry. Cause I'm like, we women, it's time for the women to rise. Like, <laughs> so for the women to like actually get what they deserve here, you know, and I know what they want. I so, know. Well, know, and to even Miranda. treat, I know. Well, and yeah, I, th- I think obviously this is a much bigger conversation than just um, a TV show, like, and just like that to dive into. But I, I for, like for, you know, Lily being so innocent, I think, um, I mean, you know, I kind of buy it. And I also, part of me is like, yeah, she's probably had some of these conversations with her friends at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we have some thoughts on that. <laughs> well, <for> hydration. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of scoot back. Cause I feel like we did kind of cover basically Charlotte's storyline. Mm-hmm. Let's take a little detour into Carrie's storyline or lack. <sighs> yeah. I was going to, I'm like, <laughs> I did think for a minute. I was fully not even really caring that much about Carrie in this episode. Um, I didn't, didn't really care about her neighbor that much to be honest I was just kind of like yeah sure again I was so invested in Miranda in this episode so invested in Miranda that the neighbor just was just sort of a random interjection into my Miranda story (laughs) I feel like they keep going into these things with Carrie that are like she feels old yeah you know like and this whole thing you know what I, I did like about Carrie's scenes was the clothes (laughs) yeah I like the kind of opening where you first see her and she's going through all her archives and Seema comes over I thought that was fun to look at and I was picking out things that I recognized you know and I think that they do that on purpose for it to be fun for like old school fans like us and I was just looking at things like oh I just want to see that on somebody like you know and the whole moment with the Versace gown 
I think, you know, that was for the fashion people and for the fun. I think the actual like storyline or lack thereof <laughs> is kind of like blah. It's, it's kind of Julio made a good point. Cause I was complaining. I feel like Carrie doesn't have a lot of good stuff going on. He was like, look, this is where she is. Like, she's still kind of in the mess of it, trying to figure out life without her husband, trying, you know, she's in the in-between. So she yeah. doesn't have like a lot of super dramatic, interesting things happening. She's just kind of like trying to get back on her feet. So I get that. I see that. I feel like the neighbor, to me, it felt like the neighbor thing was there to just kind of hammer home that she, she doesn't want to feel like an old lady, but she's feeling like an old lady because they're calling her ma'am. Yeah. And, and she's very concerned about how this neighbor sees her. Yeah. Which I thought was so silly. Like I was like, just tell him to shut up. <laughs> yeah. And and then you she know? lies and says like, oh, you didn't wake me up. I was writing. I stay up late. Like I'm still young, you know, <laughs> yeah. which is like, so I'm cool silly. and young. I stay up late to write. And and then the whole scene with the mask, right? Like she comes and she thinks it's going to be Lily and realizes that the last minute after she's already yelled out that it's her neighbor you know and has this whole interaction with her mask on her face and it's like just rock it you know like I feel like at this point you're Carrie Bradshaw like you've earned who you are in the world like just own it (laughs) maybe this is like a little kind of moment of just doubt for Carrie like she's I always felt like Carrie was pretty confident yeah and now I I feel like she's kind of like doubting herself or maybe you know feeling I mean I guess she's always had a little bit of insecurities too especially with the whole relationship with big it was like wanting him to want her for so long yeah you know so maybe without him she's kind of like trying to identify what her new identity is yeah that makes a lot of sense and this this episode was the one where she had the gloves and the scarf and everything on, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Okay. So now we know what that was. That yeah, that circulating that video. picture that was going around and we're like, what is happening to Carrie? That out of the whole episode was the only time I really was like enjoying Carrie's story because that made me laugh really hard of just being that crazy lady who's like walking around the block smoking a cigarette, yes. wearing that whole getup and then her neighbor seeing her. And I was just like, that's funny well it's like she's not in that stage anymore where it's completely about your looks or it's completely like you're young and you're just like so cool all the time like how she was saying Mm -hmm. um she's not that person anymore and she's also not like the lady with the ice lithium laced ice cream right like (laughs) season five like she's not either of those things so maybe they're just kind of making a commentary of like, where does she land and where does she want to land? And, you know, this kind of feeling of discomfort that she's having now that her life has been flipped over. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I loved her. I thought it was cute that she went and got the brownies, the whole thing. And then, you know, we have the second penis. Yeah. We got the second penis out of it. Yeah, they they sort of like teased up to it too. Like they were like, you were unsure. There was like this weird, awkward moment with the towel or blanket or whatever he was holding. And and then he finally eventually drops it. And you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. And they've done the towel drop gag with Samantha too. But sent no penis visual. Yeah. Yeah. Which that guy was real cute. Yeah. The one that got arrested. 
But, <laughs> but I feel like there's some re- recurring gags here. Like, oh, he answers the door in his towel. You're like, okay, are we doing the towel drop? We did the towel drop. Penis, no pe- penis. <laughs> there we, there it is. Penis. There Two penises is. in one episode. But they I don't eat sugar. If I had like unique names for these episodes, this episode should be called Two Penises. <laughs> <laughs> Like I always just name everything after like the title of the show, but now I'm kind of feeling like I should have named this episode two penises. I, I like go it. Go back and find unique names for all episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that was what you got out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what we got out of it. This, I mean, this is this is Miranda's show right now. To me, it is. It is. It's it's Miranda's show. It's Miranda's episode for sure. So, I mean, we might as well just talk about Miranda some more (laughs) and Steve, because I think that's kind of what we're missing here is, you know, really the conversation, the conversation, the actual conversation that she has with Steve. It's like, she thinks that they're totally on the same page. Clearly the marriage is dead. Steve doesn't actually feel that way. And he's a little bit thrown by her sudden like her sudden dropping a bomb of like I'm I'm done and over it which yeah I I actually like I'm team Miranda as far as her happiness but Steve was pretty heartbreaking in this scene well he was like an innocent little puppy like he just didn't see it he was like oh this isn't enough like this is life yeah you know and I just I felt like I related to this a lot in that, you know, Julio, not to be putting all our stuff on blast, (laughs) but Julio is very, he's told me since we started dating, he's like, I'm a simple guy. He's like, I really, I like certain things to eat. I like, you know, to kind of have a routine. I, I like to be able to be active and work out, you know, get good sleep, watch a show. Like he's not, he's a, he's a secure guy. Like he just (laughs) likes things to be kind of like, you know, a certain way. And he's not terribly adventurous and being with someone like me makes him more adventurous, which is kind of nice because we, I could be maybe dangerously adventurous sometimes, (laughs) you know, to the point where I don't know if I would have had like the grounding of him. If, if I didn't have him in my life for so long, he has helped kind of ground me so that I can like focus. But that all being said, there's positive parts of that. And then there's also kind of that element of like, that broke my heart for Steve to be like, this is life and it's good for me. Yeah. Because I think like, if I'm feeling something, I think like, obviously we're all feeling it, right? <laughs> And, you know, I've had this desire to go to New York and we've had different conversations about it. And he really doesn't, he's not into cities. He's not into New York, you know, but he's done those things for me. Like he's tried different things in life for me. I just thought like, I guess it's just being kind of one-sided in your perspective. You know, like I thought, look, if I'm feeling this way, he obviously must be feeling kind of like blah about things because it's been very routine and very like comfortable for a couple years and you know he just needs me to shake it up is what I'm thinking like (laughs) he needs it too it's going to be good for him too and then to think like well maybe he's just good with this like maybe this is life to him and he's just good with like 
this routine and this life and he's content. That's what I got from Steve is like, I'm content. Things are settled down. I like our dessert routine. I like to just be chill with you. I don't need to have crazy sex. Like we're in our thirties again, or, you know, like he just seems fine with it. Yeah. That makes it, I think, harder on someone like Miranda to be like, oh, then maybe I should. It's, it makes you should all over yourself. Like I should think this is enough, right? I have a beautiful house. I have success in my career. I have all these things going on. I should be okay with it. What's wrong with me that I want something else. Yeah. I mean, I felt like this whole scene, I thought Steve did such a good job, whatever that actor's name is. He just was so, he was heartbreaking and just kind of like, you know, I've always been there for you through all your ups and downs. And you're just kind of like really feeling it. But then at the end of the day, I am still, I'm sitting there watching it and just thinking like, again, it's just, if someone that you love, be it a best friend or a spouse or someone is truly unhappy, he never really was just like, oh my God, I had no idea you were so unhappy. Tell me more. What can we do? What's going on? You know what I mean? Like it just, there wasn't that like reaching out and like heart to heart that maybe we're unique, but that my husband and I have in our relationship. Like if, if somebody does get into a rut where they're really unhappy, it's like the other one is there saying, oh, I had no idea how, what can we do together? How can I help you with that? You know, I, I don't know. He just kind of turned it back on himself. Like, well, I've been here for you. I'm okay with it. Like, okay. That's fine for you. But what do you want Miranda to do? Just suck it up. Like, well, you're right. Better, <laughs> better just yeah. stay in this comfortable marriage. Cause you're totally right. You know, it just, um, sometimes people can be really great people and just not great in a relationship or maybe the relationship ran its course. And I feel like that's what happened with Miranda and Steve. Like they raised a child together. They got to the point that they are in their lives and it's great. And maybe they, maybe it's a little too progressive, but I just feel like to just honor those great years and then find a new sort of happiness because I totally agreed with Miranda. I was like, I actually heard from someone reached out to me, was texting me and they were like, Oh, I just totally agree with Steve. Like you get to a certain age and you just want to relax and chill. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm on Miranda's side. I would hate to think that that would be the rest of my life would just be like watching TV. Um, I would want to be traveling or I don't know, just feeling new feelings or like keeping myself young. So I think it just goes to show that like, Steve's a great guy, but he needs to find a a great person who is with him on that. Or, or they need to just open up their marriage. (laughs) So Steve can hang out on the couch and be married to Miranda and she can make him ice cream. And then also she can be screwing Che and everyone will be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't even think about that possibility. That's all I want right there. That's all I want. I'm like, everyone would be happy. Chase even said, I can't give you something traditional. Perfect. Uh, She can stay married. Steve can be comfortable. Miranda can get her kicks and like be out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. She says, I can't give you something traditional. And Miranda is kind of in this raring to go, like, I need to fix it. I need to be with you. And she's very tunnel vision. Yes. And they both say that they love each other, I believe, at this point. Yeah. And which threw me. I was not expecting. Yeah. Were you expecting Che to say that? No. Oh my God. No. I was I was shocked. I literally guessed. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was thought, like, what? <laughs> I thought that Che 
was going to be like over communicative at this point after what happened in the beginning. And I thought that Che was going to be like, whoa, like, let's just take one step at a time. And break Miranda's heart or something. Yeah. And cool that they love her. <laughs> but totally through me. Yeah, through me. And then the whole thing I just hyper-focused on in that conversation was like, they're saying straight up, I can't give you traditional. Mm-hmm. Miranda is like, I know that's what got me here. I don't want it. And she's kind of frenzied about the whole thing. Yeah, it was a little weird. There's no defining of what that means. Yeah. And then it's very vague. like, I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry, which is mm-hmm. not a definition either. Like she's not, right. I'm asking for a divorce. Does she say that? She says, I'm going to take care of it, Yeah, I think is what Miranda says. And then there's kind of that just after that conversation, all I could think is like Miranda's setting herself up for this like blow up moment where she's expecting to have like a full blown, like monogamous relationship with Che and Che wants to be sleeping with the entire state of New York. Yeah. It's just going to blow up. And I'm still kind of like waiting for it. Right. Because we can get into that in the next episode yeah and you know spoiler but I feel like at this point most people have read the spoilers and they've perhaps even seen the next episode but I I'm we left this episode I'm like here it goes like Miranda's heart is going to be broken oh my god I cannot wait for the next one I want to know what happens we get to yeah. the next episode and I'm like uh what like we literally never discuss it yeah. at all we have no yeah. idea what happened like it just completely breezes by and I'm like uh did that did we not just see Miranda like manically in the back of the car being a crazy person yeah like what happened <laughs> what happened like are we what gonna go Cleveland? are we gonna have like a flashback I mean what <laughs> are we just are we never just gonna go there like Cleveland never happened like I was like wait Wait, I was yeah. so invested. I, I was like so invested. her up with that whole I'm in a rom-com thing. Same. Did Same. you see all the memes? No, I missed out. I saw one that was like the season finale or the series finale where, um, or it might be right before that, but it's at the end of the series where Carrie's going to Paris and there's that, scene of Miranda and her where they have the fight in the snow and she says you're living in a fantasy so I saw the top one is Miranda saying you're living in a fantasy and then the bottom one was the new scene of Miranda in the back of the car like I'm in a (laughs) rom-com and I was like oh no which again you know Miranda meet like meet future Miranda or something future crazy Miranda and still getting no support from Carrie whatsoever. Like Carrie's just like, whatever. Cool, cool, like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, just <laughs> like, my clothes and my neighbor. <laughs> just like, what is happening? And I was so, yeah, I just was like, oh no, poor Miranda. Like I just, I was like, her world is going to fall apart. And I, yeah, so many things just, it felt like all at once. It was like, the, I love you. It's like dropping this bomb and like all these things. And then Miranda's being a little crazy like she's kind of like ah, and she's like yeah. on a level 10 and like obsession phase you're just like what's going on and then fully get into the next episode oh. and you're like crickets like yeah. what what happened yeah. what happens I think really the last thing that I wanted to say about the Miranda and Steve conversation was just I thought the writing was really great I thought mm. the acting of the writing was really great I thought 
the whole kind of like back and forth where Steve's like, oh crap, I thought you were a joke. Or like we were making a joke and yeah, just that felt like a real conversation. Oh, it did. It felt so real. You know, Both especially within the comfort of two people that have been together for like 20 years. Yeah. And him just slowly realizing like, this is a conversation about divorce and, oh. you know, I mean, but yeah, I think we've established, we feel bad for Steve. He's allowed to like what he likes. And we also want Miranda to be happy and she's allowed to want what she wants. Yeah. That's how I feel. Leave him. <laughs> same and you know I feel like and I know this isn't going to happen but it's in my mind in my mind that open marriage happens between them all and I feel like Steve would be the perfect open marriage person like I think he'd be so chill like he'd just be like ah whatever as long as they don't talk too loud during the game you know like I just feel like he'd be so chill (laughs) ah whatever ah whatever (laughs) he's just he's watching his son walk through with the girlfriend and they're off having sex in the other room and his wife is off having sex in that other room and he's just like nah take out one of his hearing aids and he's just with his ice cream right and on one side is his children having his child having sex and on the (laughs) other side is his wife having sex it's so ideal to watch the Knicks and have ice cream I I'm so here for that life for all of them. And I, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want. Freedom, baby. Exactly. That's the thing. thing. It's the whole thing. Like I was saying about Julio, like to me, my values are like adventure, freedom, experiences, like creativity, like having a very full and fulfilling life in that way. And that's what feels full and fulfilling to me for him. It's like, I just want to have a life, like a good life you know, security. And like, I want to be with this woman that I love for the rest of time. And like, (laughs) you know, I mean, he just, he's, he's the balance to that, you know? Yeah. But I think the thing is like between you figure it out, like it could be a beautiful balance. Exactly. Like I was going to say, like you guys have though, this cohesion and this way of like balancing each other out and like this understanding of each other. Whereas I think, and I don't know if it would be a generational thing, but I think that Miranda and Steve just didn't do that. I get the sense that Miranda kept kind of bending toward Steve. And like, you know, I think I spoke on one of the times we talked, I I felt like she kind of just made a lot of sacrifices and just didn't really like honor herself in the relationship. So maybe to Steve, he was blindsided because he was getting a lot of you know, people pleasing and kind of codependency from Miranda. This is just my personal take on it. But, you know, so it's like, they didn't like, she didn't really get to exercise her desires and like live out her dreams in the relationship. So they didn't have that good balance. Yeah. You know, that's a question for me is like, where's the line between like healthy compromise and like literally just baby stepping yourself away from yourself to the point where you're like, where am I? Like, who am I and where am I? And then you kind of snap, you know? And that's something I've never been great at compromise, (laughs) but I know I've made compromises in the marriage, but I think, you know, sometimes because I'm, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, I know what I want here and I'm uncompromising. Then I start to feel like, oh, maybe that makes me the bad guy for knowing what I want and being uncompromising about it. 
you know, maybe I'm not good in the marriage because I'm not bending the way that maybe he's willing to bend. Well, I think there's a lot more of that than people are willing to really talk about out in the open. And I think too, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I just see it more and more. Maybe it's a, again, a generational thing or a social media thing or something else entirely. But I just think a lot of us now are finding ourselves in these relationships with a different type of communication than maybe like our parents or our grandparents had, where it was like, they were sort of ahead of the household and everyone else just sort of did what that person, you know, wanted them to do. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I think that for Miranda and Steve, like maybe it could have worked for Miranda, but like she did need to prioritize her happiness. And I think when you have two people in a relationship and they're both prioritizing their happiness, it's okay if that takes you in separate directions, but every now and then you have to kind of orient yourself and look at each other and say, Hey, we still good here. Like, you know, we're on our paths, but we're kind of holding hands, (laughs) you know, and, and then just making sure that everybody's kind of okay with, with what's going on. And And I don't think they did that. I don't think that her and Steve really had that, which is why Miranda just went so far away from herself. And, you know. Yeah, you can't keep pretending you're okay and expect anything to change. Yeah. You know, you have to. And you wouldn't want people to. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So good. So good. I'm happy that things are changing for her. (laughs) Me too. I'm really excited to talk about the next episode and I can't believe it's already almost over. Did we have, I mean, to me, like the ultimate prediction is your like open marriage thing. That's (laughs) what I'm like. That's the prediction. Like that's that's my prediction. I want to, I want to just join you in that because I want it to work out that way. (laughs) So fingers crossed predictions (laughs) done. Um, outfits. Do you remember outfits? Uh, You know what? I don't, except for obviously Carrie's crazy one this episode, which I wasn't very invested in Carrie, but just, it was funny to see her all covered up. And I remember thinking that Miranda looked pretty good in this, in this whole episode in general. I appreciated Miranda. She's getting really like, like, you know, when people like break up and then they start to look really hot, they're like really paying attention to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, her opening outfit, I loved her hair. I was obsessed with her hair this whole episode. I really liked it at the lobster place. They had it like behind her ears and just the shape of it. Like I, I liked it so much that I was like, am I cutting my hair right now? Like, (laughs) (laughs) like just the shape of it looks so cute and perky and oh I just think they're just doing her so right with her clothes (laughs) like I don't know if I have a I'm looking at my notes I don't know if I have like a favorite favorite in this episode I I'm gonna pick Miranda in her opening outfit I think there was a lot of cute stuff I liked Charlotte's Chanel sweater the hot pink one when they have a conversation in the room but man, I just, I'm loving me some Miranda right now. Hey, two, I'm like, I'm very team Miranda. Off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like a minority, but I'm happy to put my voice out there and just say in, in all the anti-Mirandas right now, I'm very team Miranda. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then I think favorite moments. You know, I think my favorite moment for this particular episode it set me up to be like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this episode was again, Miranda, very team Miranda right now doing the funny comedic, like ducking and diving and trying to get out of the crowd in the very, very beginning. 
that just set, like I settled in and was like, I'm here for this episode. Cause that, that just set me up. I thought it was pretty yeah. funny. I, I liked the, the lobster place scene where they keep hitting on the blow Harry thing <laughs> because I just thought that felt like the whole like vibe of the scene felt like old school sex in the city. Yes, it they were did. kind of bopping back and forth the same thing, you know, and just kind of yeah. razzing each other. And I, yes. I liked that. Yeah. I actually didn't like Miranda's conversation in the car, in the cab at the end, because I was scared for her. <laughs> It was like, a little weird way out of character and I'm afraid for her. So yeah, I guess we can close on some quick little quotes and then we will see you guys after for episode nine. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a home wrecker. Che. Oh, I, be- I bet you'd cut a bitch for some cashmere. Carrie. <laughs> if you die on me, I will kill you. Charlotte. <laughs> alone in theory is a lot different than alone in reality. Carrie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really good. Colin Jost is a real, is a real estate tease. Just FYI, Seema. <laughs> Colin Jost is one of the, I don't know if you watch SNL, but he's one of the guys from SNL. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I'm in a rom-com. Miranda. <laughs> I think she says, oh my God, I'm in a rom-com. Carrie. Miranda. Yeah. To which Carrie barely was responds. Very it was fun. fun. If you enjoyed this one, or if you want to find us on social media, you can find me on Instagram at vegan.coach.kylie. You can find the show at will you be my friend show on Instagram. You can also find us on Spotify with the link in the description. Find us on YouTube (laughs) where we are. Uh, If you want to watch our faces as we talk, you can find us on YouTube at will you be my friend. If you just type that in the top, you should be able to find us. And where can they find you, Jess? I am at jasmine.rose.doula on Instagram. And I might start popping back into there every now and then, but that's pretty much it for me. Well, then jasminerosedoula.com. Oh, and you can email us at willyoubemyfriendshow at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, comments, anything that you want us to share, we will look through and share it as soon as we get it. <laughs> Hello world. We're here. Find us. <laughs> so anyway, Jasmine has to go get her child. So I do. We're gonna let her go. And we're gonna see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.